it's still real to me, damn it! Everybody and welcome to Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. I am Cam Porter. With me, as always, is my co-host extraordinaire, Michael Zam Pino. Hey, everybody! Uh, and we're here to talk about wrestling, wrestling, wrestling stuff specifically. Wrestling pay-per-views, starting with WrestleMania One, and we're working our way up. And tonight, specifically, we're talking about the very first ever Survivor Series. Survivor Series, 1987. 1987 took place on Thanksgiving Day, which they mentioned because when they introduce the announcers, Jesse Ventura comes out in his snakeskin jacket and pilgrim hat. Yeah, I, I wrote down, uh, it's the dead Damien jacket minus that weird collar. <laughs> yeah. They ripped yeah. that off because it was interfering with that. He yes. kept knocking the hat off. He kept knocking the hat off. He can't be an X-Men villain and a pilgrim at the same time. No. He has to choose one. <laughs> uh, this was held at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield Township, Ohio. Just outside of Cleveland. Yeah, I guess. I've never been there. I think, I believe so. I think they mentioned that at yeah, one point. Yeah, because at one point say, he says something about I have to get out of Cleveland. Yeah, and he's like, this isn't Cleveland. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the intro music I wrote down went, we've gone from good morning wrestling to now it's wrestling after dark. Yeah, straight funk. What This one was weird, though, because we don't get an intro right at the beginning. No, no, no. We introduced the ring announcers yeah. and stuff first. It just comes then on. Then we get the intro It cuts music. to Howard Finkel, the Fink. We introduce the announcers, and then we get a super sweet, funky intro. Super, like, like slap bassy, like, softcore porno music. Yeah, it's, uh... Skinamax music. It was something else, that's for sure. It was nice. Sure. Yeah. I got a little chub. <laughs> um, Survivor Series... In case you don't know, I'll the way we come to know it is is teams of four, right? In an elimination style, but with the this first this one, this time it's uh, there's a lot. Now I'll say right off the bat, five on five. I legitimately enjoyed this pay per view. I thought it was actually really good. There's only four matches, but they're really long and they were really fun. And I mm. actually, I think of all the pay per views we've watched so far, this one's my favorite. Yeah, this is the only one where I haven't wrote down this match is boring. Yeah, yeah, all of them because there's so many people in the ring. Right. All of them have stuff going on. The only time that I almost checked out was the beginning of the third match. Yeah, uh, and that was because there were so many so people. So many the apron, fucking people you couldn't see inside yeah, the ring. That was the tag team elimination match. Yeah, which yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, just a quick rundown of what the Survivor Series actually is. It's teams of people. Uh, each team has a leader, but the leaders don't really do anything. Yeah. They're just leading the teams. It's elimination, so you just try and take out everybody on the opposing side. And they can be eliminated by pinfall, submission, countout, or disqualification. Or disqualification at the referee's discretion. Right. Uh, and once they are eliminated, they have to exit the ring. Yeah, they have they to can't, actually go back to the dressing yeah, room. They can't stay in. They can't keep fighting. They have to leave. Otherwise, their whole team is disqualified. Uh, the tag team portion, I'm glad they talked about this, too, uh, in length. They really like went in deep into it. But if you're uh, if anyone on your team gets eliminated, your whole team's out. Yeah, the whole team's yeah. out. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, just jump right in. The very first match, starting off really strong, I thought. We had uh, Randy Savage, Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake, 
Ricky Steamboat, Brutus, now officially the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, buddy. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan on one team. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were taking on Honky Tonk Man, Hercules, Danny Davis, Ron Bass, and Harley Race. Harley Race. Fucking weird-ass looking Harley Race. Harley My- Race looks like the kid from Bad Santa. Oh, Grew up shit. and joined a biker gang, or like went yeah went through the Marines and then just had a real rough go yeah, of it. Real out. rough time. Um, during the promo for this one, I couldn't stop watching Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, because he didn't speak through the whole thing. He just he had this just intense... did the crazy eyes. The yeah, whole he it was him trying to open his eyes as far as his body would <laughs> let him. Let, uh, yeah, and stay that way and the violently whole time. shaking. Yes violently shaking the entire time. I don't know if he was just trying to get the point across that he was intense, but it looked like he had some Yeah, he was trying to look real vascular, like make all of his veins pop out and shit. Yeah, but it just kind of looked like he had some form of, like, Tourette's. (laughs) Yes, absolutely uh, did. um, Yeah, this match, actually, it starts off... Oh, and also in the promo, I'm sorry, before we get to the match, I wrote down that Honky Tonk Man, during the promo... uh, just flat out says he's going to physically assault yes. Elizabeth <laughs> yes. in the ring. He's yes. going to give her the shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah, which says is he's his, just going to beat the shit out of her. I'm going to fucking smash that woman. I'm going to break that woman's neck. Right in front of millions of people. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm glad cool, Honky Tonk Man, as a character, is as big a piece of shit as he is in real life. I was going to say, yeah, at least he's just real upfront about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to beat women. I'm going to do it right here in front of everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, this match starts off really great. Like, everybody gets in. Uh, it starts off um, with uh, Brutus Beefcake. I think he's the first in for his team. And he starts doing some weird-ass Shawn Michaels taunts. Yeah. Like, I've never noticed before how, like, close Brutus Beefcake is to Shawn Michaels. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or what. But, I don't know. It was weird. I also, I see a lot of, uh, I mean... I see a lot of Hulk Hogan moves in Brutus. Yeah, which, okay, so apparently uh, Brutus and Hulk are old friends, and yes. they came up together, yes. and Hulk kept trying to get Brutus to come in, and finally, like, he came, but, you know, yeah. they gave him the whole and that's barber gimmick the, and, and all that, that. that's why you see so much of Hogan yeah. in, in Brutus. Like, yeah. The way he uh, responds to certain actions, yeah. it's very Hulk Hogan. Uh, Brutus Beefcake's pants made me very uncomfortable. Always do. The, these... Just too much. It's You know what it is? You know how women have side boob? Yes. This is side butt. Side butt. And you can, I mean, it's plain that he's not wearing underwear. No. Because with these tights, so they, they're, they're, they're tiger striped. Mm-hmm. Uh, yellow and black. Yellow and black, tiger striped, but all down the sides from like mid butt to almost crotch. It's just sheer. Yeah. Just sheer fabric. Like uh, pantyhose almost. Yeah. Very. Oh. You're good. I can't hear nothing. Oh, you hit your uh, headphones there. Okay. Ah, there we go. All right. I'm back. (laughs) I was always here. I just couldn't hear myself. Technical difficulties. Yes. We're good. Uh, Yeah. Sheer, just all down the sides of his legs. And it's just like. A very thin layer of fabric separating. Yeah. I mean, and I've it's, seen, it's legit like pantyhose. Yeah, and I've seen plenty of wrestlers split their pants in the ring. Oh, yeah. And usually it's okay, but if Brutus happened to have a wardrobe malfunction, it would everything. just be dick and balls all up on your TV yeah, screen. Or butthole. Or just butthole. Straight butthole. Yes. Brutus Not, the butthole beefcake. Oh, poor <laughs> Brutus. 
Um, well, yeah, the, so that material, whatever they used for that sheer material, had to be strong yeah, as fuck. It was stretchy, and it like curved weirdly around like to his knees. Oh yeah, it was really weird. Look up; it, it's hard for us to explain how gross it really is. Yeah. Just look up a picture of Brutus Beefcake in Survivor Series. Uh, he actually does though. Like like I said, I thought he did like a pretty good job. He comes mm-hmm. out against Danny Davis, uh, and he's, everyone just beats the shit out of Danny Davis for a few the worst. minutes. He's, I, we talked about this last yeah. time. Danny Davis is, uh, his gimmick was that he was a referee who was a, a heel referee and now he's a wrestler. Uh, and everyone just beats the shit out of him for like 10 minutes. Jake the Snake gets in, and this is premier who, Jake did, the Snake. Did we talk about last time who played the better heel referee, him or Nick Patrick in WCW? I think we did. We, we kind of, we touched okay. on it a little bit. I couldn't bit. remember if we did or not. Yeah, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, <coughs> Jake comes in and just starts fucking whooping his ass, and this is classic Jake the Snake. Like it is. Yeah. At one point, I was like, I had to watch it twice because I wasn't sure what he did. But at one point, he like grabs Davis's arms and puts him in a an arm lock, and then lifts him up just by like his arm locked in his shoulder and turns it into a back body drop. Yes. And that, I was like, fuck. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was fucking cool. Um, one of the weird things I wrote down in this is that uh, you know, these these characters they have character names. And then the announcers, you know, they want to give them nicknames based yeah. on their character names. Yeah. And it's not always the best choice. No. Um, we talked last time about how Gorilla was calling Honky Tonk Honk. Um, in this one, multiple times he called Brutus Beefer. 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 The beefer. No. That's not, <laughs> that's not good. No, that's not. That means that he farts a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he beefed. He's oh. the beefer. Um, his, by the way, the beefer's mullet uh, growing out nicely oh, yeah. in, in this one. Very are, nice. Yeah, we Very are nice. mid mid range mullet. Uh, and I don't know. <laughs> speaking of though, the nicknames. Uh, I don't know if you caught this later on during the main event. Monsoon finally calls out Ventura on calling Tito Santana Chico, Chico. all the time. Yeah, and he just he just he's like no, it. his name's Chico. No, it's Chico. No, yeah, Chico. <laughs> yeah, it's just Chico. Um, he said, "Yes, you heard me correctly." <laughs> yeah, I've been saying Chico. His name is Chico. Yep. Oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan in this, by the way, in uh, black trunks. Yeah, weird. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything no, but blue. No, usually the blue Always and like blue. the blue shorty shorts. Yep, and same These shorty shorts, but just black. black. Yeah, black, but with white knee pads and white boots. Weird. It was really weird. I didn't like it. No, and he came out He's, looking. He felt less patriotic. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I, yeah, it was uh, like Hacksaw always looks weird. Like he always has a weird look on his face, but he looked especially weird like coming to the ring. Like he because he was like probably super jacked up on cocaine. Probably did an entire line off of his two by four the entire length of it. Yeah, and and, and it was as wide as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a literal two by four strip of cocaine, and he did it all up one nostril. All <laughs> he was very his his. Knee pads and boots weren't actually white. They were just covered in so much cocaine. Because <laughs> he knelt down just in a pile of cocaine, just... buried his two by four, then lifted it in the air, and that's how it was covered in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the line of cocaine. <laughs> oh! yep, exactly. That was it. That was his pre-show ritual. Uh, every time. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in this match. Uh, once uh, Harley Race gets in, he tries to Irish whip... Uh, Ricky Steamboat out of the ring, and uh-huh. Steamboat skins the cat twice. Oh, is that what that's, that's called? That's called when you go when you go over the ropes. But you hold you on. You hold on. Your feet don't touch, and then you lift yourself back up just with your upper body strength. That's called skinning the cat. I imagine it's all up, upper body and abdominals, right? Yeah, a lot of ad- yeah. abdominals. Very like yeah. 
So I would Bicep, never be able no. to do it. God, no. Which, yeah, I've seen people try it. That, uh, there's a lot of videos out there of people trying to do it and failing spectacularly. L- ladies and gentlemen, full disclosure, I, Michael Zampino, am here to tell you that in 2017, I still to this day have never done a pull-up. <laughs> really? I cannot do a pull-up. Not a single pull-up. Not a single I'm fatter pull-up. than you, and I can do a pull-up. I, ha- I, I don't know what it is. Huh. There's just something about my body that won't let it happen. Yeah, weird. Yep. You know, I'll, I've said One this. One day before the show's over, I'm going to do I'm a pull-up. I'm going to teach you how to do a pull-up. <laughs> no, people have taught me how I'm just not strong enough to pull it off. <laughs> my brother, man, my brother. <laughs> it's he's, not a matter of poor technique. My brother's about your size. He's a little shorter than you, but uh-huh. about the same build. And that motherfucker, he's so insanely strong. He can do, you remember uh, the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Yes. Artie, the strongest man in the world, where he would grab the flagpole and just stay like fully vertical on the flagpole. Yes. My brother can do that. Oh, my God. And he's God. like your size, and it blows my fucking mind. It's crazy. Yeah. People can be so de- deceptively strong. Yeah. It's weird, weird man. Yep. Um, yeah, so Steamboat skins a cat twice. Then he Very dodges. Impressive. Very impressive. impressive. Then he dodges, throws Harley Race out. Uh, Jim Duggan comes in. Him and Harley fight at ringside and both get counted out. Yeah. Well, first he gets tagged in to be the legal man. Yes. Then they both go over the top yeah. and just duke it out to be- the back. And it's really like, I don't, I couldn't tell if there just wasn't enough room or they didn't really plan on like what they were going to do. But there's just a lot. They're not really punching. They're just kind of shoving. Yeah. And just sort of like pushing their way into the guardrail. And it looked really bad. Yeah. Well, it, it was almost as if they were like, Let's just push each other back to the dressing room. Yeah. Since we know this is how we are exiting the fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hacksaw, they... Hacksaw was like, hey, man, don't punch me. I just did a real bunch of cocaine <laughs> and my shit all over the place. And Harley Race is like just old still. He doesn't really want to do He's much. He's like, I don't have a punch in me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took everything out of me just to walk to the ring. <laughs> I left all my punches in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that poor bastard. I can't believe he's still alive. Yep. Um, so Hack and Race get counted out. They're out. Uh, Brutus Beck comes back in, uh, and he eliminates Ron Bass. Ron Bass. With a jumping knee strike, which is really cool because I love knee strikes. Mm-hmm. They're great finishers. Especially when they're real in real life. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a good knee strike in an MMA fight. So good. Oh, yeah. I got kneed in the head one time fighting a guy in high school, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, man. Knees are hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, another mullet watch moment here. Yes. I wrote down, uh, I finally figured out what macho mullet, the macho mullet is. It's the brunette version of the Camaro mullet. Oh. Like, you look at his hair, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, that guy listens to a lot of, like, Thin Lizzy yep. and drives a Camaro and fucking, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that dude. That's, that's-, that's, that, that's the macho mullet. I don't know how I feel about that because Thin Lizzy is one of my all-time favorite Oh, bands. I love Thin Lizzy. Okay, good. All right. But he, that's the thing about you know great bands is a lot of them have shitty fans. Yeah. Ugh. Well, in the 70s especially. Well, in the 70s. Like, 70s and 80s. Yeah, 70s dudes just looked weird. So 70s and weird. 80s. Well, some of them. Some of them look So around. much jean. Denim. Jean, yeah, denim, like denim. Denim oh, jean man. jackets. Jean shirts. So much mustache. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. The only time I've ever seen my dad without a full beard uh, is on his, he's a scuba certified, and on it's his, his license is from like 1976, and he's got the biggest, thickest, bushiest mustache I've ever seen in my life. Woof. But that's the only time I've ever seen him without a beard. I don't know why I'm talking about my family so much. It's all right. 
I just want the audience to get to know us on a yeah. personal level. Yeah, well, they can. We can break the fourth wall a little bit. Last night, yeah. we celebrated our mutual birthday. Me and Zampino share the same birthday, May 30th. We did get quite a quite a birthday present in the uh, the introduction of Confeve. <laughs> Confeve. Confeve. C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Confeve. I don't even know what he was trying to spell. Coverage. Co- okay. That's what oh, I think. Shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, the media cover. In yeah, the, that it's makes like sense. in the midst of this negative coverage. Yeah. But, but he's like negative. Confefe. <laughs> I hope it was a stroke. I hope he dies. <laughs> nope. Nope. He's very much alive this morning. <laughs> Don't, FBI, do not listen to this. <laughs> um, Fun stuff. Okay, so the. Uh, back to got, wrestling. Yep. Back, yeah. back to the back um, to basics. Honky Tonk comes in and eliminates Ugh. Barber with his shake, rattle, and roll. I hate him so much. He's such a beast of shit. Mm hmm. But then Steamboat comes in, yes. beats him up a little bit, and then mocks his dance. Yeah. Uh, which made me laugh very loud. <laughs> yes. Just seeing Ricky Steamboat shaking his ass like that. Ario Speedwagon. Oh, so funny. Ricky Speedwagon shaking his ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, then he brings in Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake beats Danny Davis. Around this point, though, uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened. They end up kind of locked in the corner, and the ref has to separate them. And the ref's trying to pull the team apart. And the ref looks like an old version of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> he, that's all I could think when I saw him. I was like, this dude's a straight-up hobbit. Oh, he's super he's small, and he's got, like, when Bilbo puts the ring on and goes kind of crazy and has uh-huh. the crazy face, that's what he looks like. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah Jake eliminates Davis with an awesome-looking DDT. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Macho Man comes in, eliminates Hercules with a diving elbow drop. Mm-hmm. And then Honky Tonk Man takes off. Straight up bails. Takes off. He's, He's like, like ah, three on one, no thank you. I'm going to do coke with Harley and Hacksaw and Hack. in the back. Yeah, Harley and Hack. Harley and Hack. Harsaw. <laughs> Harsaw. No, nah, that's not nope. good. That doesn't work. Um. <laughs> Honky Hack and Harley. Yeah. Triple H. Aww, oh, that's where that came that's from. That's where it came from. Weird. Uh, that is funny because, like, Harley Race was one of Triple H's mentors. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we did have uh, another uh, Pearl Harbor dropping in yes. this one. Yes. Um, which, you know, we just celebrated Memorial Day, so it was really insane. I'm really Barilla. excited because the next match was, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about it more when we get there, but there's two women in the match, two Japanese women named the Jumping Bomb Angels, and I was so thankful that there wasn't any. Pearl Harbor talk while they were in the ring. Yes. I was very... It's a small win, but it's a win. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, after the first match, we get a promo uh, of Andre the Giant's team, which consists yes. of... Andre the Giant is the leader of this team. We've also got King Kong Bundy, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, I forgot the other guy's name. Holy shit. I wrote it down, but I don't remember. Uh, we have... King Kong Bundy, Ravishing Rick Rude, Butch uh, Reed, Butch Reed, Butch and the Reed. One Man Gang. Yeah, which One Man Gang? I know we're going to talk about at length oh, in a little while. He has several characters. Well, and they, if you look up One Man Gang, uh, his gimmick right now as One Man Gang is that he's just a biker, and he's a very obvious white biker. But later on, he gets repackaged as Akeem the African Dream, yep. and they try to legitimately push him as a black African guy. And it is not good. No, it's super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. But one good thing that come out of it is that for a while he teamed up with Big Boss Man, and they were called 
they were called the uh, the Twin Towers. <laughs> and I saw a guy at an airport one time wearing a t-shirt that had Akeem and Big Boss Man on it, and it just said, never forget underneath. Oh, my and God. And I, I, if I could have caught him, I would have paid him for that for the shirt right off his back. Oh, man. Because it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so we get a promo from all of Andre's team. And uh, so right before this, just a few months before this pay-per-view, one of the greatest movies of all time was released, mm-hmm. The Princess Bride. Yep, two months. September of uh, 87 is when just, it came out. I'm not even, I don't even have to tell you. I, I hope if you're listening to this, you know how good that movie is. Of course you do. One of the main characters, Andre the Giant, Fezzik yep. the Giant. And uh, he has a little bit of a callback, I think, in this promo. And I'm going to play it for you so you can really hear it. Oh, I think it's definitely a plug. Yeah. It's all. It's I'm there for one reason, Logan. I'm there for you, soul. And tonight, Logan, I will be the survivor. Definitely pulling out some Dread Pirate Roberts. I'm here for one reason. For your soul. soul. And tonight, I will be the survivor. Listening doesn't do it justice because you have to see his face. Oh, it's so great. When he says survivor. The eyes. The eyes, the look. Like, it's legitimately terrifying. Yeah. But I, yeah, that to me is the greatest thing ever because he's not, he doesn't care about the belt. He doesn't care about anything. He only wants Hulk Hogan's soul. soul. Because it's pure. (laughs) Is it? Not in real life. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure it's tainted beyond measure. Oh, jeez. Yeah, not yet. Tough room. From that, we move on to the second match, the second Survivor Series, which is a women's. The ladies' soiree. Uh, we have the teams of Fabulous Moolah, mm-hmm. Rock and Robin, uh-huh. Velvet McIntyre, uh-huh. the Jumping Bomb Angels, which are Itsuki Yamazaki and Niori Tatino, uh-huh. uh, and they're taking on Sensational Sherry, uh, the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Glamour Girls, which is a Leilani Kai and Judy Martin, Donna Christianello, and Don Marie. Now, Don Marie, not to be confused with the Don Marie that shows up in the early 2000s. Oh, it was And wrestles for a while, and she's totally a different... I don't know why they gave her the same name. Different incarnation. Yeah. Uh, Fucking... Right at the top of this match, Jesse the Body Ventura takes an opportunity to brag about the running man. (laughs) Yes. And and the way he chooses to do so is by guilt-tripping Gorilla Monsoon for having not brought it up yet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... Gorilla, I'm in the number one movie action movie in the country, The Running Man, and you haven't even brought it up yet. I know we're about to watch these women wrestle, but talk about my movie. Talk about Schwarzenegger in orange, yellow spandex. <laughs> Dick Cheney profited off 9-11. <laughs> That's the only way you can end a Jesse Ventura impression, is That's with right. crazy conspiracy theories. Right. Um, so- Jet fuel can't melt steel. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Halliburton orchestrated the BP oil spill. Um... <laughs> I fucking became obsessed in this match with the Jumping Bomb Angels. Me too, for multiple reasons. Number one, they're very talented. Very talented. Number two, I have this weird obsession with Japanese combinations of English words. Yes. The way yes. they choose to combine English words. And their at team random, name. At, just at random. Um, I remember... <laughs> 
we we used to have this fake show that we never really created. It was just an idea called the Ultra Super Mega Happy Fun Time. Oh wait, Ultra Super Mega Happy Secret Fun Time <laughs> Hour. God damn it! Uh, I had a jumping a, bomb angels. angels. Yes. Which I don't Are know they if the bomb created by jumping bombs. I don't know. I don't know if the bomb is a reference to like to, a, to the to the atomic bombs or or the like the landmines that pop out of the ground. You I know? don't know. Now I I would think if they were only like if that was only their team in America that it was probably some racist shit Vince came up with. But well, they yeah. wrestled as the yeah. jumping bomb angels in Japan and right. elsewhere. So I feel I don't know how they came up with that name. Um, one of them, though, uh, uh, Norio Titano, is fucking awesome. Because when she gets in the ring first, she starts cleaning house. Uh-huh. And then when she gets in the second time, she does this awesome deadlift butterfly suplex. And then does this like weird crab walk body scissors. But the entire time, I'm just watching it going, like, this is fucking great. Although the very first entrance into the match, she does like a, a, a nice jump kick over the top rope yeah. coming in yeah. then immediately misses a drop kick yes. rolls over and tags out yeah. and i was like what that was a little weird it was like yeah. 4 seconds and her partner uh itsuki yamazaki she kept coming in and i don't know she would come in and then she would she would come in full steam and then have to stop and kind of like reposition herself to wherever her opponent was. Uh-huh. And I can't tell if it's because she was so good everyone else couldn't keep up, or if she was so bad she just didn't know where to be. Right. But I hope it's the first one because I really <laughs> liked I really liked these girls. They Fingers were awesome. Crossed. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh a little bit of this match, uh, there was a part of it where I wrote uh sloppy and elderly. Yeah. There was a point when it was like Mula and I believe um uh, maybe Donna, Don, Christianel, Don, yeah. Christian or Don Marie, one of those two. But when those two were in there together, I was like, "This is rough. Yeah. This is rough to watch." Yeah, it was um, weird because like half the half the women in there were really good, and then yeah. the other half was really bad. Well, Leilani Kai, former champion. Yeah. By the way, looks completely different. Totally, I had no idea. Yeah. They said like the glamour girls, and I didn't hear her name, and then. At some point in the match, one of the announcers' names drops Leilani Kai, and I'm like, holy shit. She's got, went from brunette to blonde, went yeah. from like the whole Hawaiian thing to just to like straight up girl. like biker glamour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. LA glamour girl. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Velvet McIntyre, I couldn't get a beat on either because sometimes she was really good. Well, the last like, time we saw her, her titties fell her out. Her titties fell out, and I was glad we got to see a little bit more from her. And she started off really good, but then near the end, she does. A uh, a monkey flip uh-huh. to I think Don Marie and it's just sloppy as hell. Yep. It is not good looking. Nope. And then she does she does kind of a cool like electric chair roll up. Uh, so yeah, it was I don't know. It was like half the match was really good and the other half was really bad. Mm-hmm. But the really good parts were really yes. good. Yeah. Anything with the JBAs. Yeah. Uh, at one point too, Ventura suggests that all the women should shave their heads to avoid getting their hair pulled. <laughs> All right. And Monsoon just agrees with him. He's like, yeah, you're right. That'd be really smart. (laughs) Yeah. They'd look great. Just completely subverting the fact that this is the 80s and, like, everyone has long hair, dudes included. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's not going to stop it. You're not saying that about Jake's magnificent (laughs) mullet. Exactly, yeah. Brutus the Barber Beefcake has a waterfall of hair on his head. Nobody says that about him. Nope. Fucking sexist. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we get the first elimination velvet beats donna christianello 
which I have no idea who the fuck she is. I looked her mm-hmm. looked her up. There's nothing. Nope. Uh, yeah, Doesn't she takes exist. her out. Uh, Rock and Robin comes in. She eliminates Don Marie. Okay, I wrote down she beats her with what I called a low crossbody. Yeah. Because yeah. usually the high crossbody, you jump sideways and tackle somebody. Yeah. Uh, man, her second foot barely leaves barely, the ground. Yeah, it's just kind of she, she just, just sort turns of her body to the side yeah. and just sort of falls on her. It was real Which, bad. Which, in contrast, because later on, Velvet McIntyre does like a spinning crossbody. And it looks pretty looks impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rock and Robin, not so much. Which, by the way, Rock and Robin. Not a great name. I mean, it's a song. Yeah. First off. Yeah. And uh, it's just like. Like, that's your first, like, okay, my name's Robin, I'm a wrestler, what do I call myself? That's your first thing, is Rockin' Robin. And she just went with that. She didn't try and think of anything else. It's like, dude, yeah, think a little bit like, longer. Like, spend ten minutes on a name. Like, fucking, it was 1987, she could have been Rad Ronda. Oh. You know, or uh, Rad Robin. Robin. Rad Robin. <laughs> Rad, Rad, Rad Robin. Robin. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Money, please. Um, no. Uh... Yeah, Rock and Robin. Uh, yeah, she gets she takes out Don Marie. Uh, this is where Niori Tatino comes in and just mm. fucking kicks ass. And instantly, I was like, "This is Whoa. my jam." Well, yeah. What? Yeah, I was super into it. I and I just I love Japanese wrestlers. Anyways, they're all so good. So it was nice seeing that. Uh, Rock and Robin. Oh, it was Rock and Robin does the terrible monkey flip. Uh huh. That was that was on me. She does the terrible monkey flip, and it is botchy and sloppy as hell. Hmm. Um. Yeah, this is where I wrote too. Itsumi Yamazaki comes in and she keeps having to, like, stop and reposition herself. Yeah. Like, and it was weird, but I yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's because she's too good or if she's too bad. I could see it being from like you know you're you're so naturally quick that you right. just kind of outrun your competition, right? Or, and because of the or uh, in baseball, the, as they say, sometimes you overrun a play, you yeah. outrun a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and because, like, later, at the end of the match, it comes down to them and the uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels and the Glamour Girls, and yeah. both the Jumping Bomb Angels do really well. So I think it was just, I don't know, she couldn't. Uh, kept getting weird audio pops here, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got, oh, yeah, it was uh, kept cutting out and, like, popping real weird. They got it fixed. Um, Yamazaki gets pinned, and she bridges out of the pin, and the ref doesn't count it, but the bell still rings. Yeah. And there was a lot of confusion. Yeah, yeah. But I thought she was out, and then she gets back in later, and I guess she was still in the match. Yep. They didn't really, yeah. No, they, they were didn't. like, well, because he kept saying, the ref waving it off, the ref's waving yeah, it off. Yeah, but the bell still rang, and I people were the, acting the, real I think the bell guy just got a little yeah, anxious. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be really funny if, like, just someone had grabbed the thing and ran right there? <laughs> just some fan, yeah. The whole freaks out. Uh, they should have. They should just do that every, every time. Uh, Velvet eliminates Sherry with an electric chair roll-up. Yep. Um, that's when Tatino comes back in and does the fucking deadlift butterfly suplex and the weird crab body scissors. Yeah. But it was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, and then there was a a body scissors, uh, where, that looked very sexual. Yeah. very sexual, Yeah. Uh. It was real hot. I'm not even sure if we can describe that one without it being. I mean, not not without having to clean up. Yeah, am I right, yeah. guys? Just, just watch this match. You'll no. know what we're talking about. We're, that's gross. Um, it made me uncomfortable. It was so sexual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, this shouldn't be happening. Everything started happening really fast, and I was so enamored with the jumping bomb angels. They're that quick. They're quick, and I couldn't mm. really see like 
Uh, but it comes down. Uh, yeah, one of the Glamour Girls eliminates Velvet. Yep. Velvet McIntyre. That comes down. Jumping Bomb Angels and the Glamour Girls. And they do a really cool, like, sequence where it's, uh, you know, they take each other out and everything. And then Jumping Bomb Angels win. And I stood up and clapped. Yep. Because I was really excited. They beat Leilani. Then they beat Judy. Yeah. One right after the other. Yep. Bam. Dunzo. Done. That's how it's done, son. Yeah. That's how it's done, son. I definitely, I just wrote down, uh, I need to see more of the Jumping Bomb Angels. (laughs) Yeah. Because they were fucking awesome. Yep. Well, uh, this event only had four matches. We are through the second one, so now is the perfect time to take a very quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This episode is brought to you by Channel Four and a Half. It's home to some of the best and widest array of podcasts, web series, and live events, including the show Opinions Like A-Holes. This is an entertainment review podcast hosted by comedians Michael Zampino and Hilton Price. The guys take on everything entertaining, from movies to music to bikes to trains to video games. Featuring weekly guest musicians, writers, artists, or comedians, it's the greatest podcast there is. Opinions Like A-Holes, only on Channel4and1.com. channel 4 and a half. Creating art on a local level. All right, here we are again. We're back. Uh, jump right into it now. The third match. We get a uh, a nice promo from Team, oh, yes. Team Heart Foundation that is literally them screaming yeah. for two minutes. Yeah. I could not understand a goddamn no. word anybody said. No. Uh, yeah, Bret Hart and Jim Needhart just incoherent. It was like they were using... Jimmy Hart's megaphone. Well, that's what happens when you cram ten wrestlers <laughs> and two fucking managers in there yeah, with one guy there with is, a microphone. Yeah, there is a lot happening. For a quote-unquote interview. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, and later on when it gets to uh, on, or, uh, Hulk's team's promo. Oh, God. Oh, holy shit. We'll get yeah. There. Shit is weird. Shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. <laughs> this leads into the tag team Elimination Survivor Series match. 20... Motherfuckers. 20 people. And I, I I, know, like, okay, when I was training to wrestle, you know, there'd be a lot of people in the ring at once. You know, we'd get in, we'd take turns, and we'd kind of work our way out. Uh, but you learned really quick when you're on the apron not to stand in the middle when other people are in there. Because if somebody comes for that Irish whip, even if you lean back, the force is just going to knock you yeah, right you're off. Gonna, you're going to fall off. Yeah, and with 20 people in the ring. There was somebody in the middle. All the time. All the time. And you could see it. It would show the wide shots. And they'd be like running to the ropes, and you would see them have to like slow down and position themselves right so as or, to not hit anybody. Or they would run to the other turnbuckle. Sometimes yeah. I saw that yeah. too. Yeah, just to avoid. Um, and yeah, I mean, you you shove twenty guys on that ring apron. Well, basically eighteen because two yeah. were inside. You get yeah. eighteen guys on that ring apron. When it very first started, from the like outside shots, you could barely see what was happening yeah. inside the ring. So I'm thinking like a lot of the fans there, are like what the yeah. fuck is happening, like. You you know you you go you buy like like fourth row tickets you know yeah, that's right you up can, front right up front you're real close but then you get to this match and there's just all a you're looking block at is of ass. six asses just you can't even see what's happening it's in the just ring all ass yeah I would be pissed this was like one of the advantages I'm sure like, there was some the people that were real stoked about it oh yeah you know yeah ladies loved men buns man yeah. buns yeah but Ma- men's buns. Man buns? Yeah, men's, man's, man's buns. If you say man buns now, the people think of hairstyle. But we're talking about men's butts. Men's butt. We're talking about butts. Speaking of butts, uh, <laughs> later on in this match, I noticed that uh, Jim Needhart gets a sweat. You say Needhart? Needhart. They always said Neidhart. 
I I've heard it both ways. Oh, okay. I just when I read it, I want to say Neidhart. Neidhart. It's probably Neidhart. I've heard it both, but is that like mispronouncing Steen and Stein? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I noticed uh, he's he bends over at one point and he's got a sweat stain right in his butthole. Oh, and just uh, a little like, butt leakage. Look, I get it. You're in the ring for a long time. It's hot. You're moving. It's sweaty. Well, there's only it's certain, understandable. And there's only certain places for the water to exactly. collect. Exactly. Especially when you're wearing spandex. <laughs> yes. So I get it, but it's really unfortunate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is unfortunate. Uh, this match, uh, the teams for this was the WWF Tag Team Champion Strike Force, whose was, look I wrote down. Their look is the '80s. Yeah. They had white bomber jackets yeah. with their logo on the back. And yeah. they both had on white uh, headbands yes. and, you know, all white, everything very, very white. Very 80s. Very bright. You know, like, immediately after they left, they put on, like, Gordon Gecko suits uh-huh. and went to, like, a restaurant and yelled at women. Well, you know, Rick Martel did. Well, yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Strike Force is uh, Chico Santana <laughs> yep. and uh, Rick Martel. <laughs> Uh, on their team also is the Young Stallions, Paul Roma and Jim Powers, mm-hmm. the fabulous Rougeos, who we've talked about, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, and the fucking Killer Bees again, who we've seen on every goddamn every interview. Every single one. Fucking terrible every time. And the British Bulldogs. British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith, and Dynamite Kid. But they didn't have no Matilda, Matilda with them. Too dangerous. Time. Too dangerous. Too many people in the ring. She's trampled. Too many people in the ring. Yeah. Couldn't do it. It was uh, a it was a HR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and they're taking on the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Knee Denied Hart. I'm just going to say it both ways now. Neied Hart. Uh, Neied Hart. Neied Hart. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. The Hart Foundation, the Islanders, Haku and Tama, which that's another point of contention because uh, Ventura keeps calling him Toma. Toma. And Monsoon corrects him that it's Tama. Tama. But when I look at it, and there's a guy wrestling now who I actually think is related to him. His name's uh, Tama Tonga. So I don't know if it's Tama or Tama, uh-huh. but I'm just going to call him Tama. Nobody knows how to pronounce anything no. in this business. Uh, Haku and Tama, Demolition, Axe and Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, and the new Dream Team. Well, yeah. Because Beefcake's is out. Now a face. And Dino Bravo's in. Yes. So Greg Valentine and Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo had a crazy life story. Yeah. Fuck around. Yeah. Fucking mob ties, guys. Look it up. It's crazy. Yeah. Fucking like French Canadian mob ties, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I read about him, and like aside from the wrestling stuff, it was just like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. Real crazy. Yeah. And he was shot dead. Yep. Hit by 17 bullets, seven, seven. to the head, 10 to the torso Oof. while watching hockey. Uh, his alleged role in illegal cigarette smuggling in Canada is popularly believed to have led to his officially unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That organized crime shit. <laughs> Selling Bravo. cigarettes in French Canada. Bravo has also recently gained fame on multiple wrestling fan sites as being the worst wrestler in the world. Oh. Posters point to the similar promos and wrestling style that rarely, if ever, change in rate. And get enraging fans and creating an online sensation on how Dino Bravo sucks. Oh, poor Dino Bravo. I was just going to say, I don't think he's that bad. He's, I mean, he's you know, bad, we've only seen, he's, he's bad, but he's are, not. He's not Adrian Adonis. He's, oh, God. I don't know if he's the worst in he's the not, world. He's uh, not. Who else sucks real bad? Uh, Kevin he, Nash. Fuck Kevin Nash. <laughs> he's not Roddy Piper. <laughs> poor Roddy. No, Roddy's better. Yeah. 
Yeah, God damn, that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrestling fans, why do we have to be such dicks? <laughs> Save it all for Roman Reigns. He's the worst. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's we'll he's the, he's the new face. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wrote down uh, right up at the top that it was just very chaotic in, there in the was, beginning. I, I'm I, I'm glad we, could, we had two pretty quick eliminations. Yeah. Just to clear out some of the yeah. ruckus. Uh, yeah, writing notes for this, like, as I'm watching, it was so hectic for, like, the first few. Like, I didn't, I was, like, writing stuff down, and then I had, like, oh, shit, somebody got eliminated, but I yeah. don't know how or why. Oh, um, I always I always end up pausing when I write Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need to. Just because uh, I, I had to go back too much. Yeah, Bolsheviks were eliminated first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Rougeos. And the Peugeots. Because <laughs> they suck. Uh, then Demolition got disqualified. Yep, DQ'd. Yeah, because they came in and just fought a lot. Yep. <laughs> they got they got disqualified for wrestling too much. Yep. And at this point, this is when the Islanders first start to come yeah. in, and I wrote uh, that Tama Tamatoma, uh, who later we know is Fatu, yeah. um, who had that name when he was in the 1986 movie yes. Body Slam, yes. starring... The aforementioned Roddy Piper. Yeah, um, Roddy. Which I pulled up the uh, page for, and just to remind us of the plot summary of this movie. 1986, M. Harry Smilak, God, I loved that, uh, is a down-on-his-luck music manager who's having a hard time attracting talent and booking gigs for his band, Kicks. And then parentheses, it says, the most recent of the gigs is a Dairy Queen opening. Yes. Had to put that in there. When making arrangements for a campaign fundraiser, he mistakes Rick Roberts, a professional rep- wrestler, for a musician and hires him. And uh, let's see. At that moment, he becomes a wrestling manager and starts to book matches for him and his teammate Tonga Tom. Tonga Tom. Tonga Tom. That's what Fatu went by in the movie. Christ. The team is a success, and Harry decides to take his wrestlers and his band on a rock and wrestling tour. <laughs> the tour is a success, and Harry feels what. It is like to be a winner again. So I looked. They, up, I didn't realize that plot summary was going to tell us the entire movie. The entire movie, yeah. <laughs> I looked him up because I knew that uh, Tama Tama Tango Tama, and Tama, Cash Tama. Uh, was <laughs> Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Uh, I knew he was connected to the Anuai family, uh-huh. which is like the most famous Samoan wrestling family. But I didn't know he is the twin brother of uh, Rikishi. Who, if you remember Rikishi from the Attitude Era, yeah. dude with a huge fat ass that would yes. just rub his ass in people's face, uh-huh. who was legitimately awesome. He was a great wrestler. Brothers with him, also brothers with the late Umaga, who wrestled, who was really fucking good in the wow. early to mid. Uh, he uh, unfortunately died. Uh, and brother to Yokozuna, who we're going to see at WrestleMania 4. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yokozuna. Yeah, Yokozuna. They passed off as Japanese, but he was full Samoan. Oh yeah, from San yeah. Francisco. Yes, that's what made me laugh even more about it. Like, yeah. not only was he Samoan, but he's like from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Anuai family, dude. That's like every fucking Rikishi. It's a dynasty. Umaga, Yokozuna, uh, Samu, Roman Reigns, uh, The Rock. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Every like almost every, which is really funny because there's a guy. Uh, hugely popular on the Indies and stuff, and now he's with uh, WWE Samoa Joe. Uh-huh. And when he first came, I remember him tweeting, 
so many people were like tweeting at him when he first got signed, and he made a tweet saying that he was uh, he he's he was glad for the support, but he's not related to anyone else <laughs> that's currently wrestling there because people were saying like, oh, he only got the job because he's the Rock's cousin. Oh, okay. Because that's because that's he's what not he's not. Rock's... No, okay. but that's what a lot of people say um, about Roman Reigns. Too. I feel like he shouldn't be able to call himself Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Eh, I a mean, cool name, d- but change it to any like. Irish Joe, <laughs> or like, but he's Samoan. African Jim. <laughs> it was funny, like so. WWE, yeah, it doesn't matter if they are that. Right. It just sounds like the shitty thing that white yeah. people call him. Like, oh yeah, Samoa Joe. You know, Samoa Joe. He works down at this fucking place. <laughs> so WWE has a uh, proficiency for when they sign somebody uh, from the Indies that has any type of popularity. They recently they started allowing people to keep their names, like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. But they would change. They used to just kind of change him a little bit, like Brian Danielson, who was huge in Ring of Honor, became Daniel Bryan, and there was all you know just sort of little tweaks and changes. So when Samoa Joe got signed, people were all like, there was so many like, what are they going to call him? Hawaiian Hank, <laughs> Polynesian Pete, <laughs> like Polynesian all, yeah, Pete. just like all sorts of crazy shit. It was hilarious. Brown Bobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wouldn't put it past him. That's true. Um. Uh, this is where I started. Uh, I got a little bit distracted from the actual match and started yeah. to notice more about the actual people. Yes, uh, Johnny V got a haircut. Yeah, Johnny V's hair was nice and uh, like high and Looked tight. Good. Yeah, uh, he did not look like a Will Ferrell. Fer- <laughs> Will Ferrell character. Yeah, Man, that's hard to he say. He didn't look like Tony Clifton anymore. Nope. Nope. Um, there was a point in the match where Jesse the Body Ventura referenced a great, 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 great grandfather. Ephraim the body. That's Ventura. right, Ephraim. Ephraim the body. Ephraim Ventura. the body. I love that the body is what I want. Just, all of his ancestors to be. He's technically Nigel the body Ventura. Yeah, yeah. He's technically Jesse the body Ventura the ninth. Yes. Just because the body keeps passing <laughs> exactly, down. Exactly. That's really the family name. Ventura doesn't matter. It's yeah, the body. The, the body. <laughs> So for Ephraim, 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 the, Ephraim the body Ventura. That was his pilgrim great 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 grandfather. <laughs> yeah, that's who he was honoring on Thanksgiving with By the wearing hat. That, hat. that was Ephraim's hat. It's been passed down. Yeah. Everybody gets to wear the hat. Oh boy. Every the body. Every the body. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm gonna start saying everybody from now on. <laughs> every the body. I'll be like, guys, you really need to come to the show. Every the body's gonna be there. Every, every the body listen to me. <laughs> I love it. Oh boy. Uh, Ephraim, Ephraim the Body Ventura. Ephraim the Body Ventura. <laughs> Doth it is me, Ephraim the Body Ventura. I am Ephraim the Body Ventura. Please buy my cart of goats. I just feel like he sells goat carts. Probably. Hillary Probably. Clinton killed a man. That's another conspiracy. Yep, nope, that's just um, his taglines. <laughs> uh, speaking of Samoans, though, uh, the British Bulldogs, uh, I think it was Davy Boy, uh, gets eliminated trying to headbutt... Um, Haku. Yes. This and is after the Strike Force made a very yes. surprisingly early exit yeah. for being the Tag champs. team champs, yeah. Uh, but there's there's a thing. If you look this up, there's a bunch of great videos and stuff of it. It's kind of it's 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 just sort of a wrestling I don't know if it exists really in kayfabe that it's a guaranteed thing or if it's just kind of a meme, but you never headbutt a Samoan. That's a thing in wrestling. You never ever headbutt a Samoan. They will always either shake it off and headbutt you back harder or reverse it somehow and take you out. So the British Bulldogs got eliminated by not remembering to not headbutt a Samoan. Oh, man, lesson yeah. learned. Yeah. 
I I mean, I know that. I've yeah. never tried to headbutt a Samoan. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of one of those things. Like, it's, you know, if you see a Samoan guy, you're like, I shouldn't headbutt him. It's like one of the first three things. Like, don't talk to strangers. Uh-huh. Look both ways before crossing the street. Never headbutt a Samoan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was in that Jim Croce song. Yep. Don't tug on Superman's cape. Don't spit in the wind. And don't, don't pull the mask off the Elden Ranger. And don't headbutt a Samoan. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he was a smart guy. Yeah. Smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, then Bulldogs the, eliminated. Bulldogs are gone. Dream Team is the next to go. Yep. Um, uh, the, by the uh, Young Stallions. Yes. Young Stallions! Station! <laughs> I fucking... Uh, I love Oh, that was Bogus so Journey. Okay. So this is, a, this is something I've argued with a lot. I know Excellent Adventure is the first one, and it's super good, but I prefer Bogus Journey. Ooh. I do. I prefer Bogus Journey. I like Journey. Bogus Journey, but I cannot say I would prefer it. I just, I don't it know. It is fun. I love Death. I love Station. Oh, Death is great. I just, I... Primus is in it. Yeah. There's playing, a lot of people in playing, it. Playing uh, uh, Tommy the Cat. Um, Jim Martin from Faith No More. Uh-huh. He's in it. Yep. Just as Jim Martin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fucking people in it, but I don't know. I always... If I have to choose, if you if you set down both movies in front of me and said pick one, I would pick Bogus Journey. Fair enough. Yeah. Send me hate mail. Send it to uh, <laughs> Cam Porter at... G- CamPorter2 at gmail.com. Send there me that hate mail. Suck it. <laughs> uh, uh, killer Bees. Oh, God, the bees. Take this one due to masks again. Uh, wait, before that, they, first they knock out the hearts. Yes. And at that point I wrote, holy shit, referee has his shirt Fully untucked. Yes. yes, it is completely out, which is he, a, a his, big no-no. He has gone to shit in yeah. this this because which twenty exactly. Wrestlers. If I had to ref twenty oh. fucking dudes, what can you expect? First of the guy? off, think of the body heat alone. He's gonna be a little disheveled. I'm telling you, two people in the ring when you're locking up gets hot fucking quick. He's twenty already people already being forced to wear a full collar and bow tie. Yeah. I would untuck that shit, too. I'd take it off. I'd just fucking... I'd get in there and ref... Just the bow tie. Just the bow tie. <laughs> like a fucking Chippendales dancer. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, so then it's just the... Then it's just the bees and the stallions against the islanders. Yeah. And then we get more mask shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's... Uh, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel goes to the outside. Mm-hmm. At which point, yeah, B. Brian Blair is in the ring. He gets taken out. Brunzel jumps back in. Sunset flip up over the top rope. Is that what it's called? Sunset flip? Well, technically, yeah. Okay. Uh, Comes back in. Not the legal man, but he's got the mask on, so you can't tell. Because the ref, obviously, it's legal to put a mask on at any point during the match. And I think we talked about this during the big event, but like... If I was a referee and I saw them put the mask on, I would just automatically disqualify. I'd call yeah. shenanigans right it's there. It's automatic shenanigans. Shenanigans. Automatic. And nope, they made a big out. point at the beginning of this saying that you can be eliminated at referee discretion. Yes. Referee can call shenanigans yeah. at any so point. So fucking eliminate them. He's too busy fucking trying to fan himself off with his shirt, I guess. Oh, he's trying to cool down and he's, he's like, fuck cool it, a mask. Down. I don't care. This is the end of the match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Killer bees win. Uh, I hope this is the last we see of them, but I feel like it's not. Probably not. I, I feel like I've got this, like, I think we're cursed now. Like, I think it's going to get into, like, 1997. Like, pay-per-views that I've watched several times, and they're still going to be there somehow. <laughs> I'm like, how did I not remember this? Yeah, no. How are they still in my life? <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're going to be part of DX. Oh, God, no. I hope. <laughs> we'll, we'll sh- shut this shit down. Yes. <laughs> 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 the, 
The so, killer. No, we're just gonna we're gonna embrace it. It's gonna be the Killer Bees podcast. The Killer Bees show <laughs> with Bam Porter and Michael Bampino. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that match ends mask shenanigans, uh-huh. and then we get a bad cut to a uh, Ted DiBiase to promo. A great Ted DiBiase promo. Ted, it cuts to dead Ted DiBiase in the back of the most eighties limo ever. Yes, just he's counting money, but he doesn't really have a lot of it. He's probably it, got it's like I I I was counting with him. Yeah. And he got to like thirteen, right? And still had a few left. So I'm guessing he had two thousand dollars in but his hand. But if you notice, he count he counts a little bit. He fans him out, counts, and then he just starts working his way back again. Mm-hmm. So I think he was just like counting and then getting to the end and then going back to make it look like he had more. Well, because I did notice that there were a couple left in okay. his hand. Okay, so he had. Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Okay, well, hand. conservatively, we'll say fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, but he kept getting distracted talking about he's how much he was counting fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. To make sure it's still fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. Make sure he know. didn't lose any of it. Because you know he's got to go pick up a QP. Yeah. Got to go buy a swimming pool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this this promo, it's so fucking great because it just it keeps cutting to different scenes of him. Well, he, like, yeah, because he starts with making open-ended comments about yeah, what people will do for, for his Thanksgiving. money. Thanksgiving, yeah. Well, he talks about like how people enjoy oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. how but he's like, people. I only enjoy Thanksgiving because of the money. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a shot uh, of him at a, some alive event. I'm not sure where, but he's told a kid that he'll give him a hundred dollars if he can do ten push-ups, and the kid can't do it. He does eight. He does or, eight. He does nine. I think nine. he does not. Yeah, and so. Uh, he starts out, he's like, oh, you know, that was pretty close. What do you think, Virgil? Was that close enough? And Virgil's like, it was pretty close. And he's like, yeah, but not close enough. You don't get anything. And ah, the kid cries ah, and runs ah, away. Ah, ah. Then it cuts to him at, like, I th- I don't know if it was supposed to be, like, the kitchen in his house or a fancy dining restaurant. Oh, no, it-, it was supposed to be his house. Okay. Because we cut from... Uh, first, we cut from there to his study. His study, that's right. Then yes. we, yeah, we, were, we go from the study... To uh, the the scene of the little kid yes. with the basketball. He, he tells this little this kid. Little ki- and here's the thing. The first kid was old enough to uh, yeah. get it. Yeah. This, this kid, kid is a young kid. This he is has a no idea adolescent. what's happening. Yeah. He uh, is looking at his caregiver the entire yeah. time, scared yeah. to death. <laughs> and I, so DiBiase gets a this little bit so accidentally horrible. racist. Because oh, he yes. tells the kid, it's a little black kid, yes. and he tells him, if you can dribble this basketball, first off, basketball. Well, but he also says, I can tell by looking at that you, you, He says, your I'll family give you, could really use this money. If you money. dribble this basketball 15 times, I'll give you $500. I can tell your family can really use it. Oh. So bad. Oh. Which makes it worse, too, because by I all accounts... Ted DiBiase is a great dude. This kid, like in real life, for a reference point, looks like the kid from Cop and a Half. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he's very young, very little. Yeah, and uh, he does good. He starts dribbling and he gets up oh, to he's, fourteen, and then DiBiase, and then DiBiase kicks the ball away. You motherfucker! <laughs> so you fucking, fucking asshole! It is such great heel tricks. <laughs> yeah, it is. I loved it so much. That's heel cut. shit that you don't see anymore. That is yeah. good. And then it shows the kid, too, running back to his mom crying. Yes. And I felt terrible. Oh, I'm yeah. hoping, like, afterwards they let him go backstage and let him meet the wrestlers and, and gave, gave him some him money. gave yeah, Something. I don't know. But At least minimum, yeah. if not more. Yeah. They probably um, just let him hang out with Virgil for a couple hours. Frozen turkey. <laughs> 
he had to good, he had kid. to buy Virgil dinner. <laughs> then we cut to uh, T- Ted DiBiase's fancy car, yeah. with some somewhat impressive ADR yes, work because he's driving in the car, and the shot is from another car in front of him tracking him. So it's just him driving the car. But he's well, then we get a shot from above, above. so there's yeah. like a yeah, crane yeah, yeah. shot or something. But it's perfect dialogue. No wind resistance, nothing. So it's ADR, but but he matches it's matched it up with perfectly. his mouth really well. Yeah. And that's just how you know Ted DiBiase is good at what yeah. he does. Yeah, because he does not He's like, miss oh, I remember exactly how I said that. Yeah, every little inflection matches. The it's li- great. Uh, yeah, I was very impressed with that. And then it cuts to my favorite one, which is him going to a public swimming pool. Oh yes. Oh, first off, first then he made the. What did he make that lady do? Oh, yo, you're right. He made the lady get on all fours and kiss his feet, or no, bark like a dog. Yeah. And then he made another guy kiss another his guy feet. Kissed his but feet. when he's in his study, he says, uh, "He says like there's nothing people won't do for my money, even if it means getting down on all fours." And I was like, "God damn, DBS." Yeah, yeah. Are I was you like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. It was, ba- and then it showed the woman. She's on all fours and she's barking like a dog. Well, and here's the other thing: is this lady, this poor lady, she's an she, old lady. She's older, um, but this always drives me bananas. Is when you say like bark like a dog, yeah, and someone will go rough, yeah, rough, yeah. Go fuck yourself. That is not rough is not a dog. That is not how a dog goes. That might be like <laughs> the automatopoeia for what a dog bark sounds like, but a dog bark is... Well, even burr. then, yeah, it's like you're also just saying that word in your rough. normal voice. Yeah, rough, woof, bark. <laughs> like, that's that's all you're doing. That's very passive-aggressive dog noises. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you real bad at that lady. Makes that lady bark. Doesn't give him any money. Uh, takes his boot. This is a shot of him after a match. He takes his boots off, his sweaty-ass feet, and he makes a guy kiss his feet. Ugh. Doesn't give him any money. But then, and this is my favorite, because oh. he goes to a public pool. And this is a, a fully produced... Uh, yeah, this is a vignette. Yeah, this isn't just a backstage promo. Thank you, thank you. This is a full-on vignette. Yeah. He goes to a public pool, bunch of kids and everything, and he talks. he's talking to the guy that owns the pool, and he's like, what will it take to get all these brats out of here? And he's like, man, I'm sorry. They're here. Spoiler alert, it only takes $400. $400. That's less than he was going to give the basketball kid. Yes. $400 for this grown man to go and kick yes. everyone out of the pool. Now, my my thoughts on this. Ted DiBiase uh, drives a Rolls Royce, lives in a mansion, has literally $1 million. You're telling me he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have a his pool? Own fucking yeah, pool? He doesn't. He has to go. He has to slum it in a public pool. No, he's doing it for the sheer right. joy of denying I, just them want, their pool. He, was, he doesn't even want to swim. He just wants to kick everyone yeah, out. Yeah, he just wants to deny poor people yes. the public pool. Which now, realizing that, makes Ted DiBiase my all-time favorite wrestler. <laughs> he's a real shithead. I love him. <laughs> Oh man, so much fun! Great promo. So, so yeah, that all happens, and we. I mean, there's and no real like reason for thing, it. This whole thing was probably like six or seven minutes. Yeah, it was, like this was a long. Like yeah. this was yeah, this was like it was filler. Yeah, because we only had four matches. Yeah, which at this point, like DiBiase, he was still like he was pretty popular already. Like yeah, he was this coming was, up. This was right when Virgil was introduced. Exactly. So like you didn't really need to like introduce people to him with this long promo. No, I think it was uh a, it was a matter of keeping him relevant because he wasn't yeah. in any of the matches. Yeah. And then also doing a thing where it's like, "Hey, let's show Ted DiBiase being <laughs> shitty to people on Thanksgiving." Yeah. Just remember how terrible he is. 
while we set for the next match. <laughs> Quick reminder, Ted DiBiase is a mean guy. <laughs> then we get another backstage promo of Hulk Hogan's team. Um, oh, before that, we get uh, the little, there's the little talking yeah, of the, talking yeah, part the of Gorilla and yeah. Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gorilla... First off, I noticed he's wearing a very large purple jacket because <laughs> yes. he's a very large man. Yes. And he can't wear a purple jacket when yeah. you're that big. Um, especially when your name is Gorilla. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, he asks Jesse where the hat is. Jesse picks it up and tries to put it on his head but realizes he's wearing the headphones yes. and he can't get it on. So he then balances it on top of the headphones, proceeds to finish the whole thing <laughs> yes. with a fucking with straight balance. face. Listen. And I was like, God damn it. Listen. That's amazing. He is not going to disrespect Ephraim the Body Ventura by not wearing that hat when he's on screen at Thanksgiving. I mean, it is very precariously yes. balanced on top of, <laughs> yes. atop his it's headset. Atop, atop his headphones <laughs> and his do-rag. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And and he manages to keep I mean does not break character even a tiny, tiny bit. Nope. Nope. And Just straight faced uh, thinking mwah, in his head mwah, about mwah. poisoning the crops or whatever he's thinking about. Oh, and then we get another interview, a little interview with yes, Honky Tonk Man, right, yeah. where he yet again makes claim that he plays guitar. Uh-huh, but still has yet to do it. Does not know a goddamn chord. <laughs> Doesn't know. That motherfucker. Shit. He's just fucking Elvis. That's all he is, but not even, like, good Elvis. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, then, then we go. Yeah. Then we get to promo with Team Hogan. Oh, uh, Team Hogan, which is uh, I've Hogan's got right. team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Mr. Hashtag Dorful Paul Orndorff. That's right. Uh, Don Morocco, Ken Patera, and my man, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Don Morocco, who at this point they were calling The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock Don Morocco. Mm -hmm. No good. No, don't do that. Well, they didn't know that The Rock was going to happen later. Even even so, The Rock Don Morocco is not... You know what? That... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That actually... No. for, For me... It makes much more sense because Don Morocco, Morocco is an Italian guy, right? right? Th- that's how Italians give nicknames. Your hey, last name is Morocco. Morocco. Rock, Rock is in there. You're a big, burly guy. But then, You're okay. the Rock. But I feel like they would call him Rocky. He should be Rocky Morocco or something. Maybe. Which, I mean, you know, The Rock started off as Rocky Maivia but and then became The Rock. Don The Rock is a very, like, Italian Don the Rock. style That's true. nickname. That's true. Because they do a lot of the something. Yeah, if only they had given that to Dino Bravo, maybe he'd still be alive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was dealing with French gangsters, French-Canadian true. gangsters. True. They don't care about... Nah. We do not care about your rock. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> uh, Hogan in this has... Oh, oh, we forgot. The guy that's with him. Yes. With, uh, with Team Bam Bam and... Uh, Bam Bam's manager at the time. Oliver, Oliver Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Which I don't, I don't know, remember him existing I, at I all. I remember him, but not like I remember his name, but I never knew really what he looked like. But I don't know how long he had been around, or if he is also a tie into the Princess Bride. Right. I wrote down that he looks like Gwildor from yes. fucking Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you don't know who that is, just do a quick image search of Gwildor from Masters of the Universe. He's a very Spot orange, on. fuzzy guy. Yeah. Um, so he looks like that guy with a bunch of shiny, like yes. fake jewels. Yes. Uh, Hogan 
is wearing his trademark Ooh. Hulkamania bandana. With but it's a twist. Got, it's got all these weird fringes uh-huh. hanging down over his eyes. You know the like shit that would hang down from the arms of the leather jackets? Yeah. Like it's sort like of like they did that with something his something you would picture Richie uh, Sambora. Richie Sambora or fucking uh, uh what's the lady from uh Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, yeah. Something Stevie Nicks would wear. Yeah, yeah, but they've done that with his, his headband. His headband, and it's all in front of his eyes. And I, all I thought was that he looks like every like stereotype blind seer character from a fantasy book <laughs> or a fantasy movie. Like They always have Something the, the bandana with the over fringe. Their eyes. Exactly, because they can see the future, but their eyes don't work. It's a very tired trope, but that's what he reminded me of. And he's just It looked like, real dumb. It was real dumb. Yeah, he real looked real dumb. stupid. Yeah. Uh, and he hot just dog keeps Hogan. hot dog Hogan, hot dog, hot dog, hot, hot dog Hogan. See in the future, God. <laughs> oh, if only he could. Um, I wrote down that his team is made up of mostly former bad guys. Yeah. <coughs> now, which you'll forgive me that I still, from a childhood, still bad guy. Want to no, say good fine. guy, bad guy? It's fine. Uh, is he a good guy or a bad guy? <laughs> is he a good guy? Uh, I don't like him. He's mean. Yeah, Bam Bam, Paul Orndorff, and Don Morocco. Yeah. And I don't know about Ken Patera because I don't know him. Uh, no, but, but I all I know about Ken Patera is that I keep wanting to say Ken Pantera. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> sure <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, or Ken Satera. Ah. <laughs> no, so uh, that threw me off. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All of these guys are, are faces at yeah. this moment. Yeah. And that was weird timing. Yeah. Because uh, I, I barely remember that Bam Bam was ever a face. Right. He, he was, was mostly a heel. Because yeah. he was a great heel. Oh. He I mean, he's got fucking fire tattooed on his head. <laughs> yes. It's hard to make that a good guy. And him, him in this promo I love because everyone else, Hulk, is like running back and forth on and off camera. No, oh, just going bananas. He was doing coke yeah. with hacks on Don backstage. Mar- Don Morocco is doing like just in the back doing uh, Randy Savage hands, just doing weird shit with his fingers. <laughs> yeah. But the entire time Bam Bam, Bam Bam is just standing there with his arms on his, his hands on his hips, but like way too high. It's not really his hands aren't on his hips. They're like on his ribs. <laughs> And he's just he has standing them, there. He has them atop the love handles. <laughs> yes. And he's just standing there and just like angry yell- yelling at various points. Yeah, real weird. Yeah. Um, and at this point, you can only see little bits of Ken Patera in the background. Yeah. And I wrote, oh, shit, does he have a fucking prosthetic arm? <laughs> yeah, because he's got this, he's this weird full arm, arm brace that goes yeah. from wrist up to upper bicep. Yeah. And it's got, like, leather laces on it yeah. and shit. And it's not even, like, he didn't even try and, like, jazz it up and, like, make yeah, it look no. like part of his gear. It, it lo- is just, like, medical bandage white. Yes. Yeah. Or that sort of like tan, yeah, yeah. that beige sort Ooh. of that's like on medical rack. That's supposed to be like flesh color, right? But nobody's but no, flesh nobody's looks flesh, like flesh. That. especially when you're hanging out next to hot dogs. But Hogan. and then then I finally saw his actual hand, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah, because I was like, they can like guy with one fucking arm. like. I mean, Jim Abbott was a good pitcher, and he had <laughs> one hand. There's a uh, uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about him yet. We'll get to him, but. Uh, uh, um, one of the Von Erichs, Kerry Von Erich, uh-huh. one of the most celebrated wrestlers of all time, had a prosthetic foot. Oh, shit. And he, most people didn't know until after he died because he wow. kept it. So he lost it in a motorcycle accident. Uh, and, yeah, most people didn't know until after he died. Um, I also wrote down about Ken Patera at uh, furthering our mullet watch. Yes. He has what I call, uh, I was torn on whether to call it the Richard Simmons mullet <laughs> or the Lethal Weapon 3 mullet. Uh, yeah, it's very poofy. Yeah, Mel Gibson very, in Lethal yeah. Weapon 3 where there's, a, it's, it almost looks like all the hair could be the same length, right. but there's so much volume yeah. to it. It's very Gary Spivey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Only not stark white. Yes. 
Yeah. And and I say Lethal Weapon 3 specifically. Like if you look up Lethal Weapon, it's lethal not going to be it's yeah, not going to be as one, accurate. He just has regular hair. In Lethal Weapon 3, he has let that shit grow. Yeah. And yeah, he's got he well, it's like he has the same hair there that he has in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Almost. Yeah. Mhm. But it's uh yeah. Yeah. Thunderdome is almost cooler. It is. Because it's almost Because he's like, got the gray in the sides. Yeah, and it's almost like dreadlocked because yeah. it's just fucking dirty. God, I love Mad Max. <laughs> uh, this match, yeah. So uh, this is, we've already talked about the other team, but we'll run through them again. Andre the Giant, One Man Gang, King Kong Bunny, Butch Reed, and Rick Rude. Uh, Ooh, R- One Man Gang, also on Mullet Watch, yeah. has what I called the, uh, it's it's like a, a rat tell a rat tail mohawk. A mohawklet. A, a, a mohawk mullet. A mohawk. Mohawk. A mohawk. There we go. Yeah. We'll call it the mohawk. Yeah. Uh, mohawk, big beard. Uh, he looks cool. Like, I, yeah, I, know he looks I cool. thought he looked awesome because, yeah. I mean, he's called One Man Gang. He's built like a biker, but yeah. he looks like a punk rocker. He does. Yeah. He's got the vest mohawk, like I wear all the he's time. He's got a tattoo on the side of his head. Yeah. yeah. He's got the Mr. T style yeah. mohawk because he's also he's got, got the, the beard. beard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this, he was rad. Yeah. I remember every time I saw One Man Gang, I was like, that's yeah. what I'm going to dress like when I'm 36. He was cool as shit. And then they <laughs> tried to say, no, he's a black dude. And nope. he obviously wasn't. He's not a black dude. <laughs> he's not. I mean, uh, and, and he's really, like, I never. Who the fuck were they trying to fool? <laughs> I never really watched him wrestle before, but watching him in this match, he is not good. Yeah, no. He's but, very slow. And what's funny is when they tried to do the Hakeem the Dream thing, Slick stayed with him as, as yeah. his manager. Yeah. And I wonder if Slick at any point looked at Vince and was like, like get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. What the fuck are you making me do? Are you for real? Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Which I remember the vignettes of like when they like brought him, because they say like they went to deepest, darkest Africa and found a yeah. warrior mighty enough. And, yet he just And then he comes he out does, and just does this fucking dance. Yeah, like, like American black yeah. guys do. Yeah. American American black guy stereotype dance done by a white guy pretending to be a black African guy. Yeah, the most exaggerated I'm the dude version. Dressed as another dude playing the. I'm the dude. This shit is yeah, meta. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the dude playing the other dude disguised as the other dude. Dude That's dresses as a dude playing, playing another, another dude. dude never forget to forget to, to remember to never remember. To forget. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey. All right, Oy. back to this though, because yeah. we're we're gonna talk about that when it happens at length. Uh, Rick Rude is in this, Ravishing Rick Rude, one of uh-huh. my all-time favorites. C&C mullet, yeah. which is uh, curls nice. and conditioner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> super sexy. I will, I'm will. i not afraid to say it. He, he is he, the epitome of 80s male sexiness. Uh, him and Don Morocco in this are so jacked. Yeah. They, they are that level of jacked where it looks like their muscles don't have enough room yeah. inside of their body, <laughs> yeah. so they're trying to break yeah. out. Well, like and they're Don trying Morocco, to burst through the skin. Don Morocco looks like he's in between transitioning from Bruce Banner to the Hulk. Well, we mentioned he's, that he, Vince McMahon was giving him shit yeah. in one of our previous pay-per-views yeah. for being a fatty, right. for being so a now, little out of shape. He's definitely roided up and got oh, cut. Man, Vic, Vince just jacked yeah. him full of steroids. Yeah. Rick Rude, though. Rick Rude is cut, but he's not like grossly huge like yeah. he's just defined and cut and awesome i think that his body has just maxed out at the most amount of muscle yeah. that his natural body exactly. type will allow if he used in performance enhancing drugs then he might get bigger right but this is like peak physical conditioning he only does a little bit of steroids yes just enough just enough to wear just a little bit of ketamine just enough to wear the, the muscles <laughs> try and leave the body yes yes and he gets that look uh, i mean it's insane rude always had the best tights too 
Yeah, he this would one? like airbrush. Street signs. It's just street signs. All there's like st- a there's like a car swerve sign and like there's a yield even, sign. Yeah, like an Animal Crossing yeah, one. It's like, just oh, it's street signs, but I liked it. I I, it, I mean, it's interesting. It's very yeah. 80s. Yeah, my favorite is later. But I didn't though, understand the relevance when he would airbrush his opponent's face on his crotch. Oh. That was the best. Oh man. Once uh, they started airbrushing stuff on everybody's yeah. tights, that was real fun. Because fucking Jake got into it too, and he would have like airbrushed. Ultimate naked Warrior ladies. too, man. Yeah, the Ultimate airbrush Warrior singlets. and Macho Man. Remember that oh, match? Yeah. Oh yeah, where he had one on each of his knee pads. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I can't wait for that match. Oh, uh, airbrushing! Good. Airbrushing is the worst thing to happen to art. Oh, that was the most '90s thing to ever yeah. happen to art. Ugh. Amazing. Uh, so this this match, uh, I I watched, like I was in it for the beginning, and then I came back into it at the end. Uh. I, I won't go into too much detail, but uh, I'm watching it, and my roommate is watching a video on his phone on how to make uh, homemade biscuits because he likes to cook. And he's watching this video, and it's just this old woman in her kitchen, and she's talking about cooking. And then she cuts the loudest fart I've ever heard in my life. Two in a row, but she doesn't acknowledge them. She doesn't acknowledge them. She doesn't make any reference to them happening. She just keeps going on. And I'm watching this, and my roommate is on the couch across from me with his headphones on watching this video, and he literally starts to die. He's laughing so much. Oh, I imagine I yeah. would be too. And so I'm like, what do you want? So he shows it to me, and we lose 30 minutes just watching this video over and over On again. repeat. On repeat. And we started, I started reading the comments to see like if anyone else noticed it. Oh, man. And finally, there was one dude in the comments going, I hear bullfrogs in the background. <laughs> And the lady from the video replied to it, and she goes, oh, that's my dog. He was sleeping behind me. Bitch, no. No, no, no. No, that nah. was a 10-minute video. Nah. That dog did not only snore once in 10 minutes. That was your ass. That's your butt. That was your fucking butt twice in a row. <laughs> so I lost, like, half this match <laughs> because of that. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Uh, I still, like, kept up with a lot of it. Uh, well, it starts with uh, Hogan knocks out... Uh, uh, Butch Reed pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the natural Butch Reed. The natural, uh, f- which nobody even fucking remembers him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm like, why was he the natural? Yeah. Because nothing about him seemed natural. They, he seemed that, like he was on a lot of steroids. They've used that nickname a lot. Like when du- uh, when Dusty Rhodes' son, who now most famously wrestles as Gold Dust, mm-hmm. uh, first came up in WCW, he was the natural Dustin Rhodes. And then there was another guy named Chris Masters who was the natural. They just keep reusing that one, and it never really works. No. Because that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> about baseball. Oh, yeah. Weird. I don't know nothing about baseball. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Don Morocco was not scheduled to compete in the match. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be Billy Graham. Billy superstar Graham. Billy yeah. Graham. Uh, but he retired due to a hip injury. Oh. Yeah, so they had to sub They didn't Morocco. mention he retired, but because yeah. I, I think at this point he was just hurt. Yeah, no, but after this he retired. He just never came back. Yeah, so they subbed in Morocco. Wow, so we never got him on any of the pay-per-views. No, no, no superstar Billy Graham. Wow. Yeah. We'll never, ever talk about him. Yeah, probably for the better. <laughs> Look him up, guys. Look him up. He looks a lot like Ventura. Yes. They've got a lot of very similar. They both wear like the big boas, and they have weird yes. facial hair. Uh, he's, I mean, he was okay. Yeah, they should have called him Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> Billy Graham. Yeah, because what wasn't there a televangelist named Billy Graham? Also, yes, there was. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, there yeah. was. But this is Superstar Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Hogan eliminated Reed after a leg drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, then one man gang beats uh, Peter Cetera. <laughs> 
Ken Pantera. Ken Pantera. Uh, I like that one better. I like Ken Pantera yeah. better. Hits him with a flying clothesline, which looked like shit. Mm-hmm. But because you know. he's not an agile big man. Yeah. Uh, that led to Orndorff and Rude. Yep. We're brawling because after this, they get into a, a program together. And really, like, have a good run, like, a really fighting each other. Rivalry. A lot of good matches, yeah. Which I think they actually have a match at WrestleMania 4. Well, right on. Yeah. Uh, Orndorf gets the best of Rude. Yep. Uh, no, no, no. Rude oh, beats yeah, Orndorf. No, yeah, that's right, because Bundy, Bundy comes in. Yep. Uh, and Rude hits him with the roll-up. Yep, he does. And grabs his tights. A yep. little cheating. A little cheating. Little but, cheating you know, action. I mean, Rick Rude, he was always a heel. Yeah. yeah that's it. That's his heel move. That's what they do. They cheat. Yeah. Heels cheat. God, he's... I just, Rick Rude... Just look up some of Rick Rude's entrances because he would come out to this oh. sexy, like, fucking saxophone song. Mm-hmm. And he'd get in the ring and he would just start saying the meanest shit. He's like, I want now for all you fat slobs yes. to pay attention and witness what real sexiness is. And he'd take off his fucking robe and do a dance. And it was great. And, and he I don't would care. Gyrate his genitalia so around. Oh, good. I am 100% straight. But Rick Rude was a sexy fucking dude. I don't give a shit. Hey, you know what? We can all acknowledge when a man <laughs> is just downright sexy. Yes. I went to Rocklahoma this weekend. Yeah. Uh, because Taking Back Sunday was there, yeah. and I'm uh, related to one of the guys through oh, marriage. Really? Nice. Yeah. Um. So it's one of my roommates' favorite bands. Nice. They're, yeah. they're really cool guys. They're awesome. Every time they they come in, we get to go hang nice. out. And yeah. But the band that played right before them is a band called Nothing More. Yeah. And if you've never heard of Nothing More, look them up. They're very interesting. They're different. Hmm. Um. But uh, their lead singer, you know, he comes out Iggy Pop style. So no oh, shoes, nice. just really tight jeans. Yeah. And he is Rick Rude level jacked. Oh, nice. I mean, his muscle tone is like fucking 0% body yeah. fat. Um, I was talking to one of the guys from Taking Back Sunday about him, and I was like, this dude, his fucking daily regimen must be in fucking <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. You know, he's, he don't no drink, no smoke. He's just. As healthy as can yeah. be. It's in fucking sick. Yeah. So as they were performing, I looked at my wife and I go, this guy's body makes me want to throw up. <laughs> it's so good. So a few years ago, I was really getting serious about like losing weight and getting in shape. And uh, one of my favorite dudes on the planet is Henry Rollins. Oh, yeah. And, uh, me too. And he's fucking jacked. Oh, yes. Or at least he used to be. He's kind of let himself go. Not let himself go, but he's, he's not like old. muscler anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I bought one of his uh, his his books, which is like his diaries that he turns into books. And because uh, I know it had like his workout plan and he talks about like his meals and workout plan in there. I'm like, I'm just going to follow Henry Rollins guides. And I did it for like two days before I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, no Like way. there is no fucking way. And I don't know how he did it touring and shit. It's crazy. Let's, uh, here we go. Hang on. I got uh, a little bit of Rick Rude's. It just makes me want to gyrate. Okay, now it sounds this, like ragtime. Like, yeah. no, it, it's when you hear it now, it's very much the music that like an old lady would strip yeah. to in yeah, a yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some lady puts on like a forty-five yep. on a fucking phonograph. I'm gonna strip for you, Albert. <laughs> uh, so you were in Rocklahoma. Did you see Fozzie, Chris Jericho's band? No, I was only there on Sunday. Uh, okay. Yeah, we just went the night that they were there, and uh, so we only actually saw. We watched uh, Norma Jean. Um, Nothing more taking back Sunday, and then we watched like two songs of the offspring. Oh, right on. And then I remembered that they made Pretty Fly for a White Guy, and I was like, Oh, yeah, let's go home. 
I've had enough. But man, I t- still to this day, Ignition and Smash, those are two very good records. Yeah. They're really good punk records. Yeah. Um, Smash was one of the ones w- that happened with And Out Come the Wolves, Rancid's yeah. album, that uh, proved that you could sell a million records on an independent record label. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing. Nice. And Rancid, that, and Out Come the Wolves still to this day is probably my top three favorite records. Nice. Fuck yeah. A little punk moment there yeah. for me. No, that was that's fun. Cool. Hey, we said we're trying to get the audience to know us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. We got to get a little bit uh, personal. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> as punk as Zampino, but. It's all right. I get you it. like Henry Rollins. That's I pretty do. Good. I, I love Henry Rollins. Uh, I got, I got, for a while, I did get really into like hardcore. Oh, there was a little Henry Rollins tie in while I was there. Because we, we, we had to see a couple of the main stage acts yeah. in between. Yeah. But we were just basically hearing them from behind the stage that Taking Back Sunday was yeah. playing on. Um, but one of them was Rat. Ah, and shit. I've seen the Rollins band several times. Yeah. And for a couple of years, he toured with the, one of the main guitar players from Rat. Yeah. And that motherfucker can play. Yeah. Uh, but Rat is uh, <laughs> Not red, good. They are red hot garbage, you round guys. Round and round. 90% of their, yeah. their set was the guy going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he sounds like the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It was real fun to make uh, fun Have of you them. ever heard, speaking of Iggy Pop, we're going to go on a punk tangent here for a minute. Yeah, no, it's all uh, good. Henry Rollins, I just love listening to him on podcasts and stuff because he's so great to listen to. But I don't remember which one he was on, but he was telling a story about he was doing a, uh, a, a concert with Iggy Pop. And he was like, you know, Iggy Pop's one of his idols. And so he was like, I'm going to totally like go out there and kick ass and like try and outdo him and really show him what I'm made of. And uh, he goes out there and he does his shit and it's really good. And he gets off stage and he's walking past Iggy Pop and he goes, hey, what'd you think? And Iggy goes, watch this. And goes out there, fucking does all the crazy Iggy Pop shit that we love. And at the end, he takes the guitar and throws it straight up in the air above him and doesn't move. Just lets it fall down where it may. Luckily, it misses him, wow. and he comes walking back off stage and looks at Henry Rollins and goes, "That's how it's done." Oh shit! Yeah, fucking great. That's one of those moments where you you you're just like, "I'll never, I I should quit right now." Yeah, this is, I I'll never be that cool. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I did watch that uh, Iggy Pop documentary recently. The, uh, I've been wanting Iggy to watch Industry that. Just yeah, yeah I've been wanting to watch that. I'll burn it for you. Nice. Um, okay, so get back to it. Yeah, back to wrestling, what this podcast is about. Rick Rude beats Orndorff with some tight pullage. Uh-huh. Um, which, every time that happens to one of the guys that only wears the shorty shorts, yeah. I'm like, man, you can barely do that without just straight up showing their yeah. butt. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a great, uh, in Mick Foley's first book, he's got a chapter called The Tale of the Penis Suplex. And uh, it <laughs> that was... sounds like the best fucking Hardy Boys Dude. novel. I've... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Old Man Johnson down at the mill. Uh, no, his his uh, he, he he's writing about like him his writing partners at the time because this is before they all had like tour buses and shit. They would just yeah, yeah. pile in a car. It was him, uh, Hardcore Holly, uh, and Al Snow. Oh, do you mean? Um... Do you mean Sparky, Sparky plug, plug? Bob Sparky Plug? Yeah. Uh, this is when he was just Bob Holly. Uh, but he, they, they were at a show, and I guess uh, Al, Al was pissed off at Bob about something. They were fighting about something. So Mick Foley, just on like a, a bet, because Hardcore Holly famously has no sense of humor. So Mick dares him 
during his match with Al Snow to lift him up for a stalling suplex, but grab him by his singlet and pull it aside so his dick just flops out because Al Snow never wore underwear, and he fucking does it. They are Wait, out in the Al ring. Al Snow is Bob Holly? Wait, no, no. no Bob, it's Al Snow versus Bob Holly. Oh, okay, Holly. gotcha. Yeah. And Al Snow doesn't wear any underwear. So they get out in the match, and Bob Holly picks up Al Snow for a suplex and holds him up in the air and grabs his tights and pulls them over so his dick just flops out <laughs> and is just hanging out there for, like, <laughs> minutes. And Al Snow's trying to, like, fight, but he's upside down. He can't do nothing. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's so yeah. fucking The tale funny. of the penis suplex. Uh, yeah, no, the first incarnation, they called him Thurman Plug. That's right. Thurman. And then they called him Bob. Spar- yeah, Bob. Sparky Plug. Ugh. Yeah, he was a NASCAR driver. That was yep. his gimmick. Mm. I'm so glad he got rid of that. So stupid. Um, oh, there was a, a good bit earlier on in this match when Rick Rude first comes in where he gets thrown into Hulk's corner and he's fighting and Hulk hits him with the big boot and Rude gets up and he does this great bit where he like is acting days and he tries to tag in one of Hulk's partners because <laughs> he <laughs> nice. doesn't know where he is. It was a really good little... Yeah, yeah the little things. Yeah, exactly. Little things. That's, little stuff that's called, that make him a good uh, performance. selling it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, where are oh, we? Oh, that's good. Uh, so yeah, Ra- Morocco uh, join the match. Um, Morocco beats Rude. Morocco beats Rude. Then one man gang eliminates Morocco with a big splash. Well, that's uh, a big splash. Yeah, it's called the seven forty seven splash. He's a big dude. He is a huge fucking dude. Yep. And it's all fat, no muscle. You can tell because he can't do anything. Right. So he beats Morocco. Mm-hmm. Then Hogan gets counted out. Yeah. Which we're like, okay, that's weird. He's making an early entrance. Yeah. Then it's just Bam Bam. Bam Bam Bigelow. Against King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Andre the yeah. Giant. So Hogan Hogan is taking everyone on. Uh, Bundy pulls Hogan out of the ring before he can hit the leg drop. Right. And then he fights Bundy for a bit. Body slams him onto the outside. He body slams uh, one, one Man, man Gang. gang and then body slams the, yeah. King Kong Bundy onto the outside. And by the time he can get back up on the apron, the referee counts the 10 and he gets DQ'd. And he tries to come back in. The referee says, if you nope. don't leave, you got to get, get out. Disqual- disqualified. Yeah. So it's just Bam Bam three on one. Bam Bam Bigelow. And Bam Bam Bigelow is, is now the smallest man in the ring. The and that is yes. in fucking yes. sane. But that's the beauty of Bam Bam. He's a big dude. But he can move like nobody's business. Oh, man. Several, He's, like, really springy somersaults yeah, in this. Yeah, somersaults, rolls, drop kicks. Uh, he does a beautiful moonsault sometimes. Uh-huh. It's fucking great. Also, Bam Bam, I just want to say, he fucking died saving a bunch of kids from a burning fire, uh, from a burning house. That's, That's, I thought that happened before. Well, I, I think, like, he got really badly injured from it, and then I think, like, a couple of years later, that's really what did him in. Oh, because I thought he saved kids from a fire early in his career, and that's why he wore the fire. No, his... no, the, the, the saving the kids thing was, like, 90s. That was, like, no after shit. he had already retired, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and all I, the fire gimmick, that was just, just that's coincidence? Just, yeah, that was just his gimmick. Holy shit. Yeah. I've been telling people forever that that's <laughs> why he had the fire tattooed on his head. Yeah, no. Because it made so much yeah, sense. Yeah, scars and shit, cover it up. Yeah. Right. But no, no, that was later on. Oh, yeah. shit, wow. Yeah, he was riding his motorcycle by, and he saw a burning house, and he yeah. ran in and saved some kids. Well, that was one of the things that always made me love because, yeah. you know, he played a heel forever, but, I mean, yeah. obviously a really great person. Yeah. To and if you look up shoot interviews with him, he's life, a really man. funny, like, cool dude. I love him. I love Bam Bam. Me too. And he fucking holds his own. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Bam Bam. Uh, what is his real Scott. Scott Bigelow. That's his real name. Oh, his last name is, really is legit Bigelow? Bigelow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he holds his own. He takes out. I bet Bam Bam was his real nickname before he came <laughs> Probably, <into wrestling>. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I know he was a bouncer, so that was probably... We loved his uh, role in Major Pain. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> cameo yes. cameo in Major Pain. Yes. Uh, yeah, he takes out... He gets in there. He takes out... Uh, takes out Bundy. Takes out Bundy. Takes, takes out, out One Man, man gang. gang. Then it's just him and Andre, and he just can't... Can't do it. Can't Andre do it. gets the better of him, hits him with a terrible butterfly suplex. Andre wins the match and then is immediately upstaged by Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so, okay, so this is the bullshit. This is the perennial bullshit of Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Bam Bam held his own, fucking eliminated two dudes. I legitimately thought that they were going to let him beat all three and be the motherfucking hero. The fucking hero and give him a moment. No, No, but he, he fucking kicks ass. Gets beat, and then Hogan comes out and steals all the glory. And not, yeah, not even Andre can have no, the moment of winning no. the thing. Hogan comes out, hits Andre with the belt. At this point... And then proceeds to pose for five straight minutes. Yes. I didn't even watch. I, 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 he, he posed for like a minute, and I turned it off. Five straight minutes. Jesus Christ. And you can tell, too, at this point, because like, I, 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 uh, I remember watching a little while ago, they were doing there was a documentary on Netflix about the Princess Bride, uh-huh. and uh, Robin Wright, who played... Uh, Robin Wright Penn. Yeah, Robin Wright Penn played Buttercup. She's talking about Andre, and she said, like, you know, there's that scene at the end where she jumps out of the window and he catches her. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had to do that a bunch of times because Andre was in so much pain. His back was so bad at this point that he couldn't hold her. So they had to, like, shoot it a bunch of weird ways. And you can tell in this match, even when Hogan hits him with the belt, he doesn't go down. He doesn't want to take a bump because he's in so much fucking pain, which is really sad. It really is. Yeah. And especially for such what, you know, is widely renowned as, as such a sweet person, such a, yeah. g- a good person. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these guys, when you're like, oh, they died in pain, you're like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> he was a yeah. piece of shit. Adrian Adonis deserved that. <laughs> so, yeah. Hogan. Hogan steals all the glory. Hot dogging, man. Hot dogging it. Hot dogging it. Hot dogging it with his hot dog skin. Being a piece of shit. First off, Hogan's supposed to be like the face of all faces, but he does some heel shit, attacking Andre from behind with the title. Yeah. That's a heel move. And, and then and he just fucking steals the limelight. Showboating after minutes. he lost. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. I hate Hulk Hogan so much. I do now. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a real he weird turn. He was so many kids' heroes. He at was the mine. Time. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, he was my motherfucking hero. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yikes. Terrible. How the mighty have fallen. <sighs> well, that was Survivor Series Survivor 1987. Series. Yep. Man, what a happening. It was. How many like times said, did Gorilla Monsoon say that in this? What a happening. It's a happening. What it's a happening. Something this is happening. This is quite a happening. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I legitimately enjoyed it. It was I pretty good. Thought, yeah, I actually thought it was really good. Um, I, I, I do think it was good to cut it from five on five to four on four. Yeah. Just because, uh, you know, you didn't always have to add that extra person that didn't necessarily be that need to be there. Yes. And, uh, you know, then you have to also script uh, an odd way for people to exit early yeah. so that each match isn't 45 minutes long. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so I just looked up what pay-per-view is next that we're okay. going to do next week, uh, and it is another Survivor Series. Wait. <laughs> yes. November How? 24th, 1988. That is the first pay-per-view. WrestleMania four was not in 88? Oh, no. I'm looking at the wrong way. I'm sorry. Royal yeah. Rumble. Royal Rumble is in January. Oh, we get the very first Royal Rumble We get the Royal very Rumble first Royal Rumble. Next. That is the next one we're going to do. Very first Royal if you want to watch that. Nice. You can, uh, but, okay, so I'm looking on the Survivor Series. Uh it is the Twin Towers. I see Akeem and Big Boss Man. Oh, wow. So, so his... Akeem came sooner than I wow. thought. So we're going to be able to talk well, about that. Yep, we'll see, see that yep. very soon. So the very Maybe first... We'll see if he's still one-man gang in yeah. a couple months and when then... the Royal Rumble happens. Yeah. 
So yeah, next time, Royal Rumble 1988, very first Royal Rumble. Excellent. Looking forward to that. We'll see you then. Adios. Channel 4 and a half.